All right, so this episode is called Psychoneuroimmunology, and it's addressing what that means, but basically it's really about stress. And so I was feeling super chill when I was <laughs> recording this. No, I'm not on anything. I'm just having a really nice morning. So um, I think that this is a really important topic, uh, especially in our culture that is high stress and stress is almost like a badge of honor. You know, it's like the automatic response that people give you when you say, how are you doing? And they say, busy, busy, you know, and, and where's the time for not being busy? And, and why is that the norm now? Um, but that's not what I'm going to get into in this session. I'm just really going to talk about the connection between stress, the brain, the immune system, and hence the state of our overall health, whether we're going to be healthy or not, whether we're going to be mentally well or not, whether we're going to be physically well or not. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And I forgot to mention that at the end of my talk or this episode, I've included a 15-minute breathwork meditation that I created for my clients and for my programs, and I wanted to include it here for you. So I hope you enjoy it and that it brings some calm and peace into your day. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. Good day, everybody. Uh, today's topic is psycho neuroimmunology and that's quite a mouthful but if you break up that word it's actually pretty easy to understand what it means psycho so this is the mental and emotional self a neuro this is the brain and immunology well that is the science of the immune system so psycho neuroimmunology is actually the interplay between how the emotional state affects the brain and the brain affects the function of the immune system and so if you have that cascade and that relationship at play at all times we can easily see how stress and stressors in our environments whether it be like a, a an imminent threat um, it could be a mental emotional stressor it could be actually a stressor on the body like an, an infection or some kind of chemical toxicant in the environment. Any of those things can create this cascade of um, a response within the brain and then it tells the immune system to kick up a notch <laughs> or suppresses it if it's overwhelmed and then affects everything in our physical, mental, emotional, sometimes even spiritual well-being. So today I'm going to dig into that whole concept and um, talk about how stress and relaxation can create your physical, mental, emotional um, state of health. And 
let's start with the relaxation inputs, okay? So um, things that we can do to create and elicit this relaxation um, state would be things like managing your stress well, um, breathing, right? And I don't just mean, I mean actually everything from breathing through the nose um, in paced breaths, um, you know, not breathing through the mouth, which is a very stressful state of breath. Um, and then also even to those breathwork exercises like belly breathing or alternate nostril breathing or, um, you know, the even more advanced like biodynamic breathwork and things like that. Um, and then, you know, just paying, paying attention to that. And those are those can be relaxing when you do the breathwork in um, uh, a targeted way, in a, in a healthful way. Uh, things like meditation and mindfulness right and those things are proven in scientific literature actually as well as just feeling it for yourself uh, that it elicits this state of calm and relaxation that allows you to bring it in life and to affect the brain in a way that will tell the immune system not to over respond to or to overreact but to respond to whatever inputs it is receiving and another input would be meditation or me, uh, sorry, meditative movement like yoga, qigong, biodynamic movement, um, those sorts of things, you know, just even stretching, yawning, walking, um, sleep and rest is another relaxation or, or another input that will allow for that relaxation to occur, you know, that state of just being chill of resting and digesting and being in the world and a gentle diet, of course, um, that is giving us the inputs that our bodies need, right? And uh, I think I said sleep and rest. <laughs> I kind of skipped over that a little bit. Very important. We all know how stressful it is and how our stress is heightened if we don't get proper sleep. And if we don't rest enough during the day, like sipping tea, reading a book, hanging out with your cat, um, and then other calming sensory inputs like nice music, you know, maybe even some that are have binaural beats um, that have ocean waves and nature sounds, things like that. Nice lighting, you know. I'm I'm sitting here in my office right now. That's why I sound so chill. I think with um, it's very early in the morning. And it's still dark outside and I've got my little bit of heat going and I love my office and the, the environment I've created in here. I've got essential oils. Um, I think I have the Arise blend in my diffuser and I've got a lamp on instead of the overhead lights and I'm allowing myself to ease into my day by sp and speaking to you. Um, and this state of, you know, if we are allowing for relaxation inputs more so in our day and especially so when we feel ourselves becoming stressed and I'm going to talk about that in a second we um, send messages through our vagus nerve that is a, um, a nerve that runs down from our brains through our necks and it innervates many parts of our body including our GI tract um, and so when we do that we send the messages um, into that this ventral vagal state it will allow us to enter this ventral vagal state of safe calm responsiveness and then downstream we have these responses of the body 
where we can repair and rebuild, we uh, have good immune function, our GI systems uh, react or actually work because when we're in a state of stress, they don't. We have reproductive function, you know, so we can create babies. Um, we have balanced neurochemicals, we have balanced hormones and reduced inflammation. And then downstream from that, we have this overall feeling of responsiveness, of social engagement, of intimacy and trust, of physical healing, of mental and emotional well-being. And conversely, though, this is the state that we live in most often in our Western society and actually global society now, unless you live in, you know, um, some rural area of your country or, you know, live a more tribal or natural life. Um, we live in a very stressed culture and society, and I don't believe we need to. I think that we can create something better. Um, starting with ourselves and then our families and then our communities and then our global uh, population. But what we experience now is this stress, you know, where we have these stressful inputs um, that can include any, any sort of input from a variety of categories, um, such as mental emotional stress. And that's the stress that we most often associate with you know that word stress uh which is a mental emotional uh stress or stressor you know something that happens in our lives like traffic and being late and over scheduling and overworking and financial worry and health problems and death and loss and grief and trauma and all those things that can create stress on the individual and those are very real for sure Yet we also have these categories, as I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, of physical stress. And that is, you know, pathogens and, and infection and physical, you know, trauma to the body, like an accident or, um, you know, an injury. Those sorts of things are physical stressors. Um, they also come from our environments, right? So chemicals in the environment um, and on the food that we eat in our air and in our soil um, in the water we drink uh, we have heavy metals that are stressors on our bodies as well and they create the very same responses as those mental emotional stressors um, and we have a stressor of life right so when we don't do those things like give ourselves those relaxation inputs i had mentioned before and we don't sleep or rest at all. If we eat really bad food <laughs> and a, a reactive diet, an inflammatory diet, um, that is a stress input into our bodies. And also another category is agitating sensory inputs. So things that are, you know, like light pollution, um, you know, especially when we're trying to sleep and having the lights blasting at you know midnight or you know that that light from the pole outside you know shining in through the window and in when it's supposed to be dark um or we've got noise pollution like constant beeping and traffic and um you know sometimes music can be very calming and sometimes really energizing i i play the drums for goodness sake i love <laughs> i love music I, I i'm not good at it that's not, i'm not a drummer i'm actually a, I, I would say i'm a pianist and a singer <laughs> but i love loud music 
but sometimes you know that can be um, an, an agitating sensory input depending on what you need at the time and these stress inputs can run right down the vagus nerve that innervates the other many other parts in the body like I said and can cause so so it's causing these the sympathetic nervous system to kick into gear and even some so that's not safe and it's a reactive state right like I am not this is an input that is stressing me out and my innate um, primal instinct is to understand these inputs as making me unsafe they're going to hurt me and I'm going to react right I'm not going to be re- I'm not going to be calm and safe and responsive I'm going to react um, and sometimes it can be so stressful that we enter this dorsal vagal state where we are anticipating death actually we are or even completely letting go like freeze entirely so we've got this state of rest and digest with it which is this parasympathetic nervous system we're just in neutral and then we've got this stressed out sympathetic nervous system that's telling us we're not safe and that we either run we flee or we freeze or we completely faint and these primitive responses are very real and alive even in our modern day culture we still have modern day bears chasing us we still or feel that we do because the body can't actually tell whether it's an imminent threat like a real threat to our lives or if this stressor is just something that um, we will survive, that we're not going to die, <laughs> right? It can't tell the difference between um, like a, you know, a bear actually chasing us or if it's being late for a soccer game, if we allow, if we do not pay attention to this process. Now we can, once we do um, ground ourselves, center ourselves, um, um, perform, I guess, daily uh, de-stressing or stress management, meditation, breathing, sleeping, you know, giving ourselves all those beautiful inputs of a proper diet and a way of life and setting up our homes to be stress-free environments. Um, And so what happens in this stress state, our stress responses actually cause our cells to be catabolized for energy, which means it's tearing them down rather than anabolic responses where those cells are built up, anabolic. So it's catabolic. It's a catabolic process. It dysregulates the immune system, right? So we have either an overwhelmed immune system where we can't respond to stressors such as like cancer is a cat is a um, an overwhelmed immune system um, or it could be overstimulated such as in autoimmunity and those states also cause you know depression anxiety um, and then all of those other chronic conditions uh, everything under the sun is caused by uh, by stressors our GI systems shut down so we're not digesting well and again if we understand how important the gut is and the microbiome within and that it needs to remain balanced um, with you know healthy microbes 
and um, you know crowding out the opportunistic microbes uh, we won't have very good health at all because actually an imbalanced GI or a stressed GI or um, hyperpermeable uh, GI tract will actually is part of actually the triad necessary to catalyze um, autoimmune conditions. Um, the microbes in our GI are actually very important for digesting our food, um, for our mental health, for our skin and our, um, our, our processes in the brain, including neurodegenerative disorders, ADHD, autism, um, anything that is related to brain function, um, toxicity, deficiency, and the response of the immune system. So hyper responsive, um, sorry, hyper important. <laughs> um, and we also have reproductive shutdown in this state because if you are running from a bear, there is the, the, the primitive, the um, innate response is not to slow down and reproduce right now. Now is not the time. <laughs> now is not the time. Um, those babies will not survive. We need to focus on getting away from the bear. So we actually have biochemical changes that happen in the body that shuts down our reproductive system. That's why it's very difficult to get pregnant if you're, the mom is very stressed. Um, we have imbalanced neurochemicals. So like I was saying, we need um, balanced neurochemical chemicals to create states of uh, well-being, to be happy, to, um, and then conversely, we can become agitated, angry, overwhelmed, depressed, right, anxious. Uh, there's a there's a absolute um, epidemic of anxiety right now, and what's that from, <laughs> right? Um, we have imbalanced hormones, which will set a lot of um, biochemical processes in the body. Um, disrupt them, set them in the wrong direction. And inflammation. So inflammation is the mother of all disease. And inflammation is the, the um, immune system's response uh, that is going to help to repair. But if we have inflammation that's chronic, that becomes a problem. So the downstream effects, the stress downstream effects would be to fight, flee, freeze, right? So we're reacting in that state of stress. Or faint, shut down, disengage. We become isolated and mistrust others. We have chronic illness and we have mental, emotional, and mood problems. So in a nutshell, how we handle stress greatly affects our overall health, both mental, emotional, and physical due to the effects on our endocrine, nervous, and immune systems. And stress management and stress reduction techniques, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, are beneficial for both preventing and recovering from disease and illness, as well as for living a balanced, healthy life. So I hope that was a good rundown of psychoneuroimmunology and the stress response and the relaxation response. And I'm going to return to um, what I was talking about at the very beginning of these relaxation inputs and highly encourage you to incorporate as much of that into your life as you can. 
and to your family's lives. And I think actually every child should learn how to meditate. Um, do away with the curriculum <laughs> at school and the shoulds and, and schedules of family life and teach your kiddos to meditate, to take care of their bodies, to sleep and rest and eat a gentle diet and to create a home of peace and calm and um, groundedness, right? From which they can spring forth with their energy that they will be able to expend that's not being used up with stress. So I'm going to actually, I thought I'd give you a gift today. And I'm going to play a recording of a breathwork meditation that I did for my clients and incorporated it into all of my programs because um, stress uh, reduction and addressing stress is top of my list when helping anybody or guiding or assisting anyone with any kind of health recovery um, trajectory, um, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, when you listen, do put on some headphones, be, get into a really nice space, uh, close the door, tell the family you'll be with them in 15 minutes because mom or dad or grandma, grandpa or auntie, uncle is busy. <laughs> so enjoy. Have a really great uh, week and uh, thanks for listening. Catch Your Breath Guided Meditation, led by Carla Atherton. Sit or lie in a comfortable position, inhaling and exhaling through your nose. Your tongue is slack at the bottom of your mouth. Your jaw is relaxed and teeth are not touching, lips gently closed. Do a slow scan of your entire body. Noticing any tension, any holding, and let it go. Observe your breath. Without trying to control it, just notice how it moves in and out through your nostrils or mouth with every inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Focusing on the breath, knowing that thoughts will come, brushing them aside, and telling those thoughts that you will return to them later, always returning to your breath. Notice where your breath is going. If you are breathing through your mouth or your nose, gently close your mouth, breath coming in through your nostrils and out through your nostrils. Inhale and exhale. Every inhale, silently say to your mind, one. On every exhale, silently say in your mind, one. Place one hand on your belly, the other hand on your lower ribs, 
noticing where the breath is moving in and out of your body. Is it high up in your chest? Is it moving your diaphragm? Is it down in your belly? Start to pull your breath down past your upper chest and into your belly, allowing your hand to rise and fall with every inhale and exhale. And breathe. Allow your breath to first fill the belly, then the chest with your inhale, then empty from the belly, then the chest with your exhale, like a wave, and breathe. Inhale into the belly, then into the chest, exhale out of the belly, then out of the chest, inhale, exhale. Turn to breathing into your belly, staying with the rhythm, like bobbing on the surface of a calm ocean, inhaling and exhaling through your nose, lips gently closed, jaw relaxed, tongue at the bottom of your mouth. Now, inhale for four beats top of your breath for a moment, then exhale for four beats, hang at the bottom of your breath for a moment, and repeat. Let's begin. Inhale.
exhale. Pause and continue on this pattern, allowing the sense of calm and peace to wash over you. Your brain waves calming, your neurochemicals balancing, your hormones balancing, your nervous system giving a sigh of relief, creating new pathways through your brain, new chemical reactions in your body. Listen to my instruction as you continue to breathe in this pattern. At the top of your next breath, hold the breath there for four beats. No force or pinching, just a gentle stop at the top of your breath. Exhale for four beats. Gently hold at the bottom for four seconds, then inhale for four beats and repeat in this pattern. Let's begin. Return to your normal breathing. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. On your next inhale, and for four rounds, inhale for four seconds. Then gently hold your breath at the top for seven seconds. Then exhale for eight seconds through your mouth, tongue to the roof with sound like this. <sighs> Express your inner dragon, 
gently fan the flames of your inner fire. Let's begin. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale. Turn to your normal, relaxed breathing. Inhale through your nose and exhale through your nose. Allow the sense of calm and peace to wash over you. Continue this calm, rhythmic breathing until the end of the track and beyond if you so choose. Focusing on your breath, on each inhale and exhale, and relax. Cultivating your peaceful warrior. May you find peace, calm, presence, and grace in your life, knowing that you always have the power to do so by catching your breath. Thank you.
This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. You can find us on Instagram at HFF underscore revolution and also on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.